Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Expression Pass here on Watchfish Network. I'm your host, the Enlightened Excited Eddie V. Joining me is Bossman himself, the one, the only, Mr. Corey Derrick. Yes. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had like a cool thing to say when someone introduced me. I don't well, know I, what to say. Well, I think I. So it's so weird. I think it's like deadpan comedy in a sense, in a way, because it's just like Eddie's just so excited. He's introducing. Did you just be like, hello? Yeah, well, that's always been our that's been our thing since we started, right? Like, just you're the exciting one, and I'm the grounded one. <laughs> I'm the boring uh, one, everybody. Uh, but you, you're so detail oriented and. You, you know your Nintendo. You know your history. You proved with me wrong a lot of times. When I do, like uh, when Persona came to Switch, I proved that. <laughs> no, and when uh, uh, the, the Smash one with um, from Kingdom Hearts. Oh, Sora. Yeah, I know. Sora. I that. So that's. I'm I... so proud of myself. Even though, like in my brain, I knew that I thought that that was just like a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. Still. Still super proud of myself for calling that. <laughs> uh, I gotta find that episode. And I'm gonna clip it out. You want to know what? There's. I think I would have to go through all of our Nintendo power blocks of how many times that I've been wrong. Oh god, uh, on so many things. Well, um, so not to like. <laughs> so somebody from, uh, on my Destiny podcast, the Tower Casuals, somebody went through, and sent in a list of every name I've ever, every nickname I've ever given Josh. Cause every episode there's like one or two new ones. And he went through uh-huh. and sent in a list of like every single one I've ever said. And this would be like the equivalent of like every time Ed's wrong, somebody, somebody <laughs> out there do that. Uh, I don't know. Give you a prize or something. I don't know. Cause it, it was that, uh, the time that I argued that Xenoblade 3 wasn't coming, I yeah. I felt like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 wasn't I didn't, I think I said that I'm not saying that it wasn't coming out I thought that they no, were you going said to be their, you said their new IP was going to come out first, which yes. again, I've been uploading all the old episodes that aren't on the feed, and I uploaded the one where we talked about that concept art that leaked with the girl with the red hair overlooking the valley uh-huh. Remember that? And, Remember when we talked yes. about that? And I literally thought that there was something for their new project because it they were is. so... It is. It's not a Xenoblade concept art. That's the thing. It is not for mm-hmm. Xenoblade at all. And so I was, I literally was thinking that that was going to be their next game that they was going to announce. And Xenoblade 3 was further down in the pipeline because I, I don't know. I know we talked about that they had uh, multiple... Um, they got multiple teams, but I, I kind of just feel like, man, were you guys making this game maybe a year after Xenoblade 2? Because I'm like, for you guys to announce this game and then be like, yeah, it's coming out this year. Wait, what? Like, how? I mean, and to how- be fair, it's been five years since their last game. That's a normal AAA time frame. You know, like, it, I, uh-huh. you don't ever think about it, but Xenoblade Chronicles 2 came out five years ago like that's all that's i mean zelda came out five years ago I, it, it's just weird because the switch is this console that still feels fresh i think in everybody's mind yes and it's 
six year, almost six years old at this point. We're in its sixth yeah. year, and so and, like, like, sorry, I I know you keep trying to talk, but no, no, like, all like, all these games that people still love, like, I, every single Nintendo console, except for the Wii, we would have had a new console by now. You realize that every single yes. one, every single one. The NES lasted five years. Super Nintendo lasted five years. 64 lasted five years. GameCube lasted five years. Wii lasted six years. Wii U lasted four years. We would have had a new console by now if this was any other Nintendo console. And the fact that this thing still feels fresh, still getting new games, still getting great games, unbelievable. And we're going to talk about some of the ones that are rumored to be in development still for this thing. Yeah, it's just, I I guess my thing was that they were focusing on their next game. Zero, Zero, Zero Blade Chronicles 3 was still in pre-production because I felt like half of the team was probably working with the Zelda team to get that game done. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if like, okay, so we knew a team was working on two and obviously moved on to three, right? Mm-hmm. We knew a team was working on Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. And we knew a team was working on Zelda. I wonder if that fourth team was either helping finish Xenoblade or helping finish Zelda to get them out the door so they could start on this new project. Right. I just. I... Hmm. Yeah. So that's why I definitely thought that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 wasn't going to be announced, that it was going to be coming um, anytime soon, because I thought of. Definitely for me, my my perspective was that they're going to be bringing out this new IP, uh-huh. and Xenoblade Three would come out after it. Yeah. Um, well, so you know, it's uh, but I was wrong. I I admit that I was wrong. I I was just, I I take my I take my hits when I'm wrong, and you know I accept it, and I'd be like, well, I'm happy that it's happening. Let's talk about it and let's enjoy. Gaming is gaming sometimes. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, I want to see what that new IP is. I mean, we know what Xenoblade Chronicles is at this point. No offense to 3. I think 3 looks awesome. We Mm -hmm. just did a whole (laughs) episode talking about the games that are coming out. But, like, I want to see, like, I want to see something new. And will it be connected to Xenoblade at all? Because, I mean, technically this team has been working on Xeno games since Xenogears, you know, and they're all connected somehow. In the grand pantheon of things, they are all connected. Yeah, and I and I feel like Monolith Soft wants to make something definitely new. Yeah. Um, it can still be like an RPG, but I think it's just it's time for them personally. They probably feel like it's time for a new IP from us. Yeah. Plus, I think I think Nintendo likes to kind of curate and have new IP when the time is right. And you know, Xenoblade's been out for four. Like, there's been four Xenoblade games. Mm-hmm. five i guess technically if you count torna like i think maybe they're gonna put xenoblade away for a while and the, their next ip is gonna or their next game is gonna be this new thing yes well before we get into more nintendo talk we have some patreon producers to give a shout out to we so do far, we do shout them out okay so if you want to support the boss rush network and nintendo power block and expansion pass directly you can head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Network. For those who don't know what Patreon is, it is a monthly subscription service that allows fans to directly support their favorite creators and in return for some perks, such as early access to podcasts and other things. 
Uh, we are we currently offer two, uh, two Patreon tiers. Uh, a one dollar a month tier, which grants you one week early access to the Boss Rush podcast, uh, and Nintendo Power Blocks expansion pass, as well as two weeks early access to Standard Definition, our Retro Nostalgia podcast, and Boss Rush After Dark. Uh, our second tier is our five dollar tier, which is our Patreon producer tier. That means, along with early access to all these podcasts, you get your name shouted out during this segment. So without further ado, our Patreon producers for this episode are Quentin Jackson, Rebecca Jewell, Adriel Munger, my wife, Sana Dierig, and Francisco Santillan. Santillan. I'm sorry. I'm still butchering your name. I'm still trying to get it right. Uh, we are recording on September 10th. Uh, so if you are if you subscribe to the $5 tier, we will get you on the next episode we record. Uh, but these are the Patreon producers for this recording. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons, current and future. And I want to thank all of our free listeners. Remember, if you listen on iTunes or Spotify, uh, if you're listening to Nintendo Power Block, please leave us a five-star rating and review. It would really help us out. It helps with discoverability. Uh, it helps people find the show. Also, if you're watching this episode on YouTube, please subscribe. Please hit that thumbs up. It also forces the show into the algorithm for discoverability as well. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Yes. So, uh, last episode, we did get a touch, uh, chance to touch, us, touch on this topic, but we're going to be talking about rumor games that may be coming to Switch. We talk a lot. So whoops. we do talk a lot. <laughs> we talk a lot, have 15 side tangents that don't have nothing to do with the topic. Right. And you know, but hey, that's a that's an expression fest. That's how we record. That's how we do, that's how we podcast. If you haven't noticed that by now, uh get into it now. Just write it down. Be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and the court got a new expression pass. But let's see what they talk about. Oh, they got a side tangent. Oh, this is another side tangent. Get into it. Just, just enjoy the ride. Listen to the conversation, and also, respond to us. You know, if we're on Discord, like, or you know, our our Twitter accounts, like, hit us up. Let us know when we get into side tangents. What are your thoughts about what we're talking about? Like, we would love to have your feedback. Yeah, it's uh, we we want to know, and I think obviously the best way is to tweet at us at Power Block Podcast or leave a comment on the YouTube video. Uh, that's where we're going to see it the most. Uh, feedback is great. Topic ideas are great. Uh, that's something I think I'm going to put in a Patreon tier is uh, topics for shows. I think that that's something we need to start doing again. Yes. So, yeah, if you want to leave us those as well, please, please come check us out. Yes. So, Corey. Yes. There may be some rumored games of development for Switch. Yeah, uh, so we were going to talk about this the last episode, but we obviously went long like we normally do. There are a bunch of rumored games in development, and I just kind of thought we could talk about it and see where we're at on if how real they are, how true they are, and if they're really, you know, coming uh, at this point. Uh, I think the big elephant in the room at the moment is the metroid prime remake uh along mm -hmm. with its uh it's weird because 
Jeff Grubb and Tom Henderson have both said that the first game is getting remade and the other two games are getting an HD treatment. We don't know what that means yet if they're getting remade, but we know they are all going to be sold separately as opposed to a $60 trilogy, which means they better be doing some good work to this thing. Right. Um, how how do you feel about a Metroid Prime remake, Ed, the first one? Because, <sighs> like, in my opinion, I think the games all still look relatively good. Yeah. And then if you look at, like, obviously the Dolphin emulator, which is the, you know, we don't condone piracy, but you should look at the Dolphin emulated version of Metroid Prime 1. At least it looks amazing. <laughs> like, with all the oranges and the blues and stuff. And uh, really reminds me of Halo 4 which, yeah. you know, we talked about this a lot early on, but obviously a lot of the artists from Retro went to work on Halo 4. Uh, but it just, it looks, it still looks really good. My only hang-up, really, with the GameCube version of the game is, A, it's in it's not in widescreen, which none of the GameCube ver- games are. Yeah. But it doesn't have a modern control scheme. And if we could just get that camera on that right stick... <laughs> In the shoot with the trigger <laughs> make so much of a difference. See, I think because I got so accustomed to Metroid Prime on the GameCube on the way that it was designed control-wise that I, I don't know what you could do with a remake besides give a more detailed world a little bit, little bit flesh out. Um... Yeah, but we can I, we can see what a GameCube HD remaster can look like. Like you look at Twilight Princess HD, for example. Yes, right? it's not the most amazing looking game, but it still looks really good, right? It's, well, yeah, it looks. I mean, that game came out in 2016 on the Wii U. It came out on, um, on what GameCube in 2005, right? No, 2005 or 2006. 2006 yeah 2006 and like it still looks pretty darn good right i mean i know they replaced the link model and i know they kind of cleaned up a lot of the npcs and uh they replaced link zelda and ganon as character models and zant i think but like overall the texture the texture work was great you know Mm -hmm. the game looked like a pretty modern zelda game for all intents purposes yes so, I mean, you look at a lot of those GameCube games and Nintendo's arts direction in general, and it's like, that's why I think those games, I think games are timeless, right? Like, Luigi's Mansion still looks amazing. Pikmin still looks amazing. Uh, Mario Sunshine still looks pretty good, right? Like, a lot of those GameCube games still look good, and I don't know if you need a full-on remake of Metroid Prime unless you're, like, Cause... looking to really push the limits of Switch to see what an FPS can do. Well, it's not so much as push the limits. I, I, when I think of re- a remake, I'm like, you guys got to build this game from the ground up. You know, if, if unless you're HD fighting this game, like doing a remaster, but putting it under the HD banner, okay, I could understand that you guys are doing something. But I'm like, you got to go in and really almost redesign and really make it look artistic because if it 
what you don't want to do, you don't want to do what they're doing with the Prince of Persia thing, where they're saying it's a remake, but it still looks like the old game. You don't want to do that. You literally want to be able to go in, design this this world that when it starts out, it looks beautiful, but yet there's something beneath it. You know, like you really got to give it a detailed world. And so if they're going to do that, they got to do it right. If you're just going to put like, let's clean up some of these textures, let's change the control, which is fine. I don't have no problem with that. Um, Let's change the controls and stuff. Um, And let's make the, you know, probably 30 or 60 frames per second. Make it 1080p or whatever, like you know, just get this game running and looking great. Then you know I would be fine with that. But if you're gonna remake it, you they going to have to really build this game up from the from the ground up. And I just I don't know if Retro would be able to do that at that time because of them resetting Metro Prime Four. And also Nintendo was sneaky because they talked about I I. Think they said this? I think it was in a report or some story that Nintendo likes to throw out fake leaks to find out who the leakers are. So they'll put out fake stories out or something, or they'll do something to get these uh, kind of fake reporters. So when people try to leak stuff from Nintendo and everything, mm-hmm. it's the wrong information. It's it's something that they never happened, but they know who that person is leaking it and. Yeah, I guess I don't know where they go from there. Right. And Jeff so. and Jeff and Jeff Grubb has been, I don't know, but he's been like a zero to zero. Like he's been like failing big time. I don't, dude, I don't know what you're talking about, man. He's pretty spot on a lot of the time. And for, I'm talking about just lately for for lately stuff. Like he's been he's been on on a lot of miss. Um. So on. On uh, Game Mess Mornings on Giant Bomb, uh, Jeff Grubb said that, uh, quote, uh, this is uh, the first game is getting a, quote, big boy remaster. Not quite a not quite a general remaster, but not quite a full remake. So that tells me that they're just kind of going to clean up the game, kind of make it look a little bit nicer, widescreen, maybe modern mm-hmm. controls. That's what I'm taking from that. He also said Prime 2 and 3 are also coming separately without the full remaster treatment, which tells me that those are getting a I guess, let's see, what would be a what would be a pretty low quality remaster. I bet I mean I bet they're just up-res versions of the Wii ports, right? Like widescreen, mm-hmm. maybe they're getting c- controller uh, support and, uh, you know, maybe they change the lighting or something, right? But overall... It's going to look a little bit cleaner and not have that Vaseline, yeah. Vaseline kind of, like, lighting mm-hmm. brightness. Yeah, so, I mean, that's fine. Like, I, would, I don't, wouldn't expect that from any of these games. I would just expect a... I would say maybe a Twilight Princess level of HD remaster for all these, right? Not mm-hmm. a not a full on remake like Wind Waker was, right? Like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't think these games need a full on remake, like you said. Uh, I think they look great as they are. The only thing I would want is like an HD widescreen 
modern control schemes and maybe you know if there's some texture work that needs done go in and kind of fix it yes that's that's where i'm at on those uh do is there, do you have anything else to say about metroid prime ed um i don't really have much to say but like if it happens um it'd be more of a shock to me uh-huh. uh because of the focus for retro right now would be metro prime 4 unless nintendo mm-hmm. went with someone else to do it that would be the that would be like okay now i see it but you know i would still be shocked that retro I mean, isn't doing it to me but I'm to like, me i think if they were doing a full remake it would be retro to me a remaster tells me that they're going to outsource it maybe to either either grezzo or which did which did a lot of the Zelda remakes and remasters, mm-hmm. uh, or you know the Virtuous who did the Final Fantasy X remaster or something like that, right? Like something tells me that's who they would go to. Actually, I, I think Virtuous did the Twilight Princess remaster. Actually, I would actually I would be interested to see if they of Grezzo do it. I think Virtual Virtuoso party can do it with ease. I think they have more experience mm-hmm. grezzo is just like hmm yeah like that's... grezzo's like an intent like a zelda style team right i mean i feel yeah. like they, they have more experience on that not that they couldn't do it right i mean retro no, was exactly the, i mean retro was the metroid prime team and then they turned around and made two donkey kong games so what am i talking about you know right so who was by the way Grezzo's... they need to port donkey kong country returns to switch at some point oh heck yeah i think i mean no offense to tropical freeze but i think returns is a great game one of the few games yes. i played on wii that i actually liked so yes it's it's grezzo is not in australia there is or is that Richard? i i don't know where grezzo is i just know that they did the eight uh wind waker hd and they did the two 3ds games okay because i know there is a comp Porting company in Australia that has did some Nintendo games. I wonder if that's Saber. It's it's no, one Saber's of them. Saber is Russian. Saber is located in Russia, which is like a big issue right now for a lot of companies. But that's a conversation for a different day. Okay, so Grezzo is a Japanese company. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, 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 there is someone in Australia that's a porting company that has worked on Nintendo products. That has done good, and I have to find out what that company name. Um, but yeah, I, I I would be shocked to see. It. I don't think it's happening, um, or anything. But you no know, time would tell. All right, and we're gonna move on to this new Fire Emblem game that's been rumored for a while. Uh, Emily Rogers just talked about it on June fourteenth. Uh, My Nintendo News and Nintendo Everything both kind of reported on this a little bit. Uh, Nintendo insider Emily Rogers has been sharing details about a as-of-yet-unreleased Fire Emblem game, which is in development for Nintendo Switch. Uh, Nintendo themselves haven't officially stated that they are working on a new game in the series, so we can't mark this as gospel. Emily says that the game was originally positioned to be announced uh, during the Fire Emblem 30th anniversary, but Nintendo decided to spend more time polishing it. The new Fire Emblem game is in collaboration between three game development studios, uh, Intelligent Systems, Koei Tecmo, and Gust, uh, and has a brand new story. By the way, these are the three teams that worked on Three Houses, so 
I expect this game to be nothing less than great. Uh, here are the bullet points. Uh, Upcoming Fire Emblem is a new game, not a remake. It's a brand new story. Collaboration efforts between Intelligent Systems, Koei Tecmo, and Gust. Uh, Gust heavily assisted on the visuals and graphics. Graphics are an improvement over Three Houses, which is good news because that game looked pretty good. Not, yes. I mean, there are games that look better, but that, I think that game looked pretty good. Uh, originally intended as an anniversary game to celebrate Fire Emblem's 30th anniversary, the game has been finished for over a year. They're in the polishing phase now. Main character has strange red and blue hair. His mother is a dragon. <laughs> I guess his or her, I guess. I would imagine you could pick a male or a female. Uh, new emblem emblems gimmick. This is the part that has me really excited, Ed. New emblems gimmick allow players to summon Fire Emblem characters from the past for your squad. Hmm. It does not sound like that pirate game that we want, but it still sounds super cool. It sounds like another side game for some reason. I mean, this is a mainline game. It it's it's not a rumor i should say yeah but man dude this game sounds cool the fact that you have like a whole squad of new player new characters plus a squad of old characters sounds Mm -hmm. awesome huh this is a possibility of a of, of happening because Emily Rogers have been on a good row. I think she's been more believable than Jeff Grubb to me personally um, with some things. So I could That's see fair. this. She's usually pretty on top of things, especially when it comes to Nintendo, right? Yeah. I could, I could see this happening. Um, I would, I would, I would be, I don't know. Yeah. I could see this happening. It sounds weird that they would, uh, they would bring some kind of, of that element into the story because now, but I, I think I think Fire Emblem is popular enough now, though, to where people yeah. are nostalgic for those older games. And if there's some way to bring that nostalgia into a current game, I think yeah. that's smart. You know? Well, I, I I think it's because of having Gus and Kobe Tecmo now involved in the series. I I think now it's become like how are, are they like. It's kind of almost like the Mercury system thing with or Mercury thing with Metroid, in a sense that if we're doing two D games, give it to them because they mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And do you? I don't know. Do you feel like Kobe Tecmo and Gus is now like part of the Fire Emblem universe with Intelligent System? I mean, I think I think Intelligent Systems is more of a delegator type company because like intelligent systems didn't start out as a developer they started out as creating engines for nintendo games right that was their whole Mm -hmm. thing and then they made paper mario and started fire emblem right like i mean that's that's their thing and so like they didn't I, i know their name is on the last fire emblem game but they didn't straight up make the last one gust and koei tecmo did which is which i think that is to find out that Kobe Tecmo helped with three houses, but we didn't know um, that until after it came out. Exactly, exactly. That's what I mean. So and I don't, it, it I don't know if that was just a, a neglect on our part as you know enthusiasts, or if, or if Nintendo kept that a secret for a while. 
I think they kept that as a secret because I'm like, hold on, Kobe Tecmo. You guys are part of the Musu games. Like, well, that's, where o- that's do- Omega Force. That's their other division, though. Well, yeah, but when we think of Kobe Tecmo, we kind of think of them when it comes mm-hmm. to um, the Warrior Games. Because the last, the only game that we actually got from Team Ninja was Metroid Other M for Nintendo. We haven't got anything else from Team Ninja. Uh, well, they I did mean, they, do Tek- well. Tekken well, Team Ninja's set. doing. I mean, Team Ninja's doing Neo, and they're doing that whoa long game for Xbox now, right? Like uh-huh. that's their thing. Team Ninja is not, you know, I mean, they're not wor- working on Switch games. I mean, I guess they kind of helped with that Ninja Gaiden port. Did you ever play that? I heard it was kind of bad on Switch. I no, I I did it. I was going, I was going to get into it, but then I seen the reviews, and they were just like, I think across all the boards, it was kind of like, uh, it's okay. Yeah, nothing like bigger thing. That's so sad. I, I, passed I, on. I wanted to buy those on Switch, and I wanted to see how they ran. But yeah, um, I, I, I guess it's it's one of those things that when it comes to Kobe Tecmo, I guess now you know Nintendo does rely on them and stuff. Um, because I don't know what who helped in Kobe Tecmo's portion. One of the developers, I don't know who helped with the Fire Emblem Three Houses. The three hopes, yes, we know because it's a word story game. For three houses, I'm just like, hmm, which development team helped to make that? Because now I, I kind of feel like if they're if Intelligent System, Gus and Kobe Tecmo are going into this new Fire Emblem game, I think it's now literally officially just a three company team game now. Like, yeah, and like like you said, Intelligent System is probably falling back but they probably just like yeah let's do de- let's develop the engine let's get this all planned out and then we'll hand it to them and they could like produce it and if they got ideas share it with us and we'll try to see if we can make it work and everything and gus you like with their with their visual style they're they're terrific so yeah. i could see that i could see this happening um I, I think I would just need to actually see it produced. Yeah. I like, mean, I think that would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, originally this game was rumored to be coming out in October, right? But I think with Persona and Mario Rabbids and Nier coming out in October, that this game would get buried. No offense to Fire Emblem, right? But mm-hmm. I think I think that there's a lot of things coming out in October and November that this would, this is better being pushed to next year, right? It, so. it needs its it needs its own space. Yeah. Oh, how because how big the series? Have I mean, become. I would I would question even putting it out around Zelda. You know, <laughs> I mean. Oh, it's gonna it's way out after Zelda comes out. Yeah, I think I think this is gonna be a summer or fall game at best <laughs> next year. So I I kind of felt like at first that it was good as a spring game, but I really feel like this is a good fall game. I don't feel like it's for summer. For some reason. Well, when did, Fire, when did Fire Emblem Three Houses come out? June? July. Yeah, because... No, yes. July 26. July. Okay, yeah, I could totally see this coming out in July. Especially, like, I think Nintendo might want to have, like, a major, major, major game each quarter. I mean, yes. I know they're kind of aiming for a game each month now, right? With Xenoblade and 
uh, Splatoon and Pokemon and Mario Rabbids, right? Like, I mean, there's four out of five months. So you have one, like every six weeks you have a brand new game, but like maybe hitting each quarter with like a major tent pole game, I would call them. Yes. And then have <laughs> supplemental games kind of wrapped around. I think Fire Emblem is their kind of <laughs> tent pole summer so, game. So if they, if they do what they did in 2019 for three hope, three houses, have it in July. Have Astro Chain in August. Have Link's Awakening in in uh in September. If they could pull that off again with this Fire Emblem leader in July, I think it's I think it's happening. I would think that would happen. I, I I agree with you. It needs a uh, big game needs to happen uh, about pretty much every quarter. But I think if Fire Emblem comes out, they need something else to follow that. Like you need to continue that here because man, three still to this day people are still playing Three Houses, returning back to that game. That's how big that game is. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to bring when out, you a think new about Fire... it, like between between the f- four initial paths, right? Yeah, it's, and then you have the uh, Ashen Wolves DLC. Mm-hmm. That there's like five games in one in that game, you know, yes. depending on which path you choose. And I think that that was, I mean, that's a really smart way to do it because that's what they try to do with Fire Emblem Fates. And they sold it as three separate packages, right? And that kind of, right. you know, it was a neat idea, but I think including it all in one $60 package instead of, you know, two $40 packages with a $20 DLC was probably a better way to go. Yeah, um, you know, so I, I really like that aspect. I hope they try it again with this one. You know, maybe depending on which path you take, you get a different set of you know, quote unquote, classic characters or whatever. Yeah, I, 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 I think now talking it over, I think it probably can happen. But I mean, there's yeah, leaked they... screenshots of this game too. I, I the screenshots look like early development but they're there <laughs> i i would i would have to see it i think it's probably is happening but i would have to see a trailer i would have to see something and then, and i kind of feel like if they're going to show this off for 2023 i feel like that's going to be for the last nintendo direct for the year you know i mean for like nintendo like another 40 minute presentation for this like this fall or winter they'd be like okay we're gonna close out with this game and then it's gonna be fire emblem yeah because i because to me personally i'm like if when you start 2023 uh and if you're going to do a direct it breath of the wild breath of the wild has to be the leading game for the next mm-hmm. direct yeah. not the like well this, this, i think i think breath of the wild is the september direct my opinion i feel like because then you have uh, a six month you'll have like a five or six month marketing uh push mm. and then uh uh wii u is trending neat uh god the wii u is such a great great console uh but anyways i think uh i think september is smart or a game awards (laughs) reveal yes um i mean I mean, I think we're just assuming that Zelda's coming out in March. I don't know if it. I mean, they could push that game too. So. Yeah, but I, they can't push it to the summer. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see. What we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll do a couple more expansion passes on Zelda. I'm not going to sit yeah. here and talk about 
that when we have a couple well we are going to talk about zelda but not this one uh the third game i kind of want to talk about is that donkey kong rumored game that we kind of hit uh-huh. on on nintendo power block a couple weeks ago yes uh it's a supposedly a 3d donkey kong game made by the super mario odyssey team uh there's not much else known about it except for they that they're making one um I, did you think that hmm I kind of figured, do, does Donkey Kong need to return back to 3D? I think that's the bigger question for me. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, what was the last 3D Donkey Kong game we got? 64 was that the last 3D game? That was, yeah, that was the one and only 60, only game that we got in 3D. I mean, I just, I just think that they, there's this weird notion that AAA games need to be 3D games, and I think some of the best platformers right out there right now, besides, you know the Mario games are the 2d donkey Kong games. Like we just talked about a little bit ago, like they should totally remaster an HDFI's donkey Kong country returns. Yeah. For switch and tropical freeze was a joy to play hard, but really fun. Yes. And, uh, I don't know if it needs to come back in 3d, but, it looks like it is, and if anybody's going to do it right, it's probably the Odyssey team. Pretty much. I mean, they already got the blueprint. Like, Odyssey, Mario Odyssey is, regardless of if you don't think it's a 10-10, I'm like, the level design, the creativity that's in that game, that is the blueprint that could go for a Donkey Kong. And I'm not saying it should be, like, kind of like a palette swap or anything. Mm-hmm. I think they will really think about, okay, we got him in 3D. What is he going to be doing new? What is going to be his movesets? How are we going to do these lands? Is it going to be closer to Super Mario Odyssey? or Like everything is done in that one land? Or are we going to treat this like Super Mario Sunshine and break it up in different levels on this one island? And I think they, I think they're probably been figuring out what they're going to do and testing stuff. Um, because you really can add like literally more characters to this game mm-hmm. for the duck for the for the game. like you you well, pretty much got a good set. Yeah, I mean you think you think of the off. characters that you would probably use for this game, right? I mean you would probably use Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, and Dixie, right? Those are the three yes. kind of ideal characters. I mean, if you want to throw Cranky Kong in there, I guess you could. If you want to throw, I don't know, someone else in there, like. I don't. I don't think Funky Kong would be a playable character. I think he was just a fun way to have, you know, people ease into the this game, uh, Tropical Freeze. But uh, I don't know. Do you bring back the DK sixty four characters? Do you add a new character? Do you add the what was the playable character in Donkey Kong Country three? What was that character that you played uh... with Dixie the Baby Kong or whatever? Oh shoot! I <laughs> I didn't play the Country Three. So I mean, I guess you could do that, but I I'm pretty sure like the three characters would be Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, and Dixie Kong, and you use, yes use maybe their special abilities to like get to specific places, or you know I don't know if you would swap in and out. I don't know if you would just choose a character before you jump into this area or whatever, but like. Straight Super Mario Brothers two. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, pretty I, much. I just, I just don't know. I, I would, 
I don't think we need a 3D Donkey Kong game. I would love another 2D Donkey Kong game. I think that, I mean, I've always said I'm not a 3D platforming guy, right? Like, I I think the closest thing to 3D platforming I will ever love is is <laughs> Super Mario 3D World. Yes. Uh, I just think 2D platforming is way now, better. See, I think that will work for Donkey Kong. What, a Mario's 3D World type game? Yes. You still you're moving in three D space, but you still have your traditional levels. I could see that working. Especially if you wanted to use different characters, I guess you could total I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you're kinda doing that in Donkey Kong the new two D games anyway. Uh-huh. Right? I mean you're not moving in three D space, but it's you can kind of see the tran the translation there. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to try. I'm trying to find an article here that we could kind of read. I, I have the comicbook.com article open, but I don't really use them as a source. They're kind of really hit or miss a lot of the time. More I'm misses than hits. I'm really shocked that they've been doing a lot of gaming stuff. Yeah. I mean, like I, just, articles. I just think it's to get, obviously, get clicks because no offense to comic books, but like that hobby is so niche at this point that like how are you going to run a full website just talking about comic books yes uh according to a new report from a credible insider that goes by the name zippo which is what i heard from Eurogamer and uh giant bomb and all these other places as well uh, nintendo has actually finished work on this new donkey kong title in question this might sound odd to hear given that nintendo has yet to even announce a new game associated with the beloved ape but this is something that we've seen in the past with Nintendo as well. For one reason or another, Nintendo often finishes games far in advance of actually revealing them to the public, let alone releasing them. The report from Zippo goes on to say that it's uncertain where Nintendo could end up formally announcing this game. Uh, then it goes on to say they could potentially reveal it at the Direct, which ended up being the Partners um, Showcase. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. I just... I just think a new Donkey Kong game would be really interesting. I just don't know if it needs to be 3D, but I kind of like your idea of a Mario 3D World style. Not that, now that you mentioned it, because I was thinking of, I'm like, well, if they're going to do 2D and they have like four players, then that would be like new Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, when you, once you said 3D World, I'm like, that is a good mixture. Still having your 2D... 3D style levels, um, you know, your linear levels, but that space, I'm like, for all those, I mean, pretty much they all have their own abilities, kind of almost like the Mario games, like 3D mm-hmm. World. So why not incorporate that? You know, I, they literally can't. Cr- now, the only thing that would be changing will probably be the difficulty challenges of those levels because if you're going to do a, a Donkey Kong game uh, they got to be challenging but I'm like man a four player 3D cart level <laughs> you oh, know God. like yes that that would, that would literally be crazy but think of the online features with that that yes you see your characters running but you have a bigger screen and you know, depending on what you do in order to help the other players, like, that would be interesting to see. Because, like, 
or, or or there's a big enough mind that everybody jumps in and they all you all have a job to do. Because you can still have that cart level. Someone controls it to go do the jumping. Everybody else can like be shooting enemies or something. Like not not, not so much like House of the Dead, but like you're looking at it and uh, kind of like man, I, I want to say that kind of like gangster time or even duck hunt. How that viewpoint is where all the ducks are coming and you're shooting at them, but this in this way that you can see your character and stuff. Uh, and I don't know. It's just like there's so many possibilities that could happen, but put it in that 3D world space. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an expression pass for another day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm totally down for a, a Donkey Kong game. I will play it. Uh, yes, say here. But we'll we'll have to see. Um. All right, Ed. The second to last thing I want to talk about is uh there's been a few rumors floating around that nintendo and bandai namco are working on a remaster of some sort of uh game from nintendo's past we don't know what it is a lot of uh rumors that have been going around have been either kid icarus uprising or bat and kados or xenosaga which we know nintendo and bandai namco have been talking about we're talking about Xeno saga at one point and then those conversations stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that that is the game here at play. Uh, I think out of the other two games, either bat and Kados or kid Icarus uprising. What would you feel about a kid Icarus update? No. I didn't say I, it's not a yes or no question. I need more than a no. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I said no, because I thought she was going to be like, really? It? I thought she was going to say, so. um, I, I think mean, because I didn't play uprising. So like, I don't mean either way, but I just, I know that some people have been pointing to that. And I know that Bandai Namco helped out with that, with, uh, Sakurai, Sakurai's, uh, team Sora, uh, so I don't know. I think Sakurai is doing something else, so he wanted to do something else, and I think Bandai Neko is going to be involved. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to be Uprising. I think that game, that's something for Grezzo and them to do to fix and bring out. I think Batai Kados would be a better choice. I know we spoke about it and I and I know I said that it's so niche that a lot of people didn't get to play it. Mm-hmm. I think with the good relationship now that JRPGs have been on Switch and with Nintendo and Bandai Neko, I would get that game out because more people I think will be willing to sorry, notice this game and give it a try. Because if they don't bring it out, then this is going to lead to the GameCube speculation. Mm-hmm. Uh, be like, oh, okay, GameCube. If it gets announced for Switch Online, ever going to be people are going to be like, okay, these are the games that need to be on it. Where's Ben and Kados? Mm-hmm. Uh, because if it's another game that that hits that that GameCube Online, and people are just like, what is this? They're going to jump on and play it, and Bandai is going to miss out on some good money. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm literally thinking it's that. You know, it, it, it's something that you got two games with um, 
people are saying, you know, Switch is the JRPG system of choice. So why not why not put some games that people miss and make it feel fresh and new? I think more people will get into this game because people be like, yeah, I heard of that game, but I never got a chance to play. And I think people are willing to play GameCube games on Switch and ready to ready, they ready to buy it. Just look at how people want Twilight Princess and Wind Waker to come. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in any whatever format, the Wii version, not the Wii version, no, the GameCube the version, version or the Wii U version. What, yeah, look, what? I mean, we're gonna talk about those games next, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't think Kid Icarus Uprising did enough for people to warrant a remaster. I mean, I get it's... people want a new Kid Icarus game, and we've had our wishes and theories and wants for a new Kid Icarus game like we we've done that uh, probably 10 times at this point yes I just don't know if the 3DS game is the game that is the one that warrants something I feel like I would rather have a new game a new Kid Icarus experience yes well if they're gonna do Uprising yes they could touch up some things the control scheme has to be done be redone from the ground up that was too complicated for a control system for that for 3ds mm-hmm. and so if you're going to put it on switch where you actually now have a controller that isn't on the system i mean the joy cons but like the pro controller there's a lot of stuff that could be remapped and redone mm-hmm. for this game and i think more people would jump in to play it. hey if, if that metroid game that came uh what was it um Federation Force. Federation Force. A Federation Force came to Switch right now, with with some remap stuff. Oh, people will enjoy I, that game. I'm telling you, I think with the popularity of games as a service, mm-hmm. and the Switch being so popular, I actually feel like a some sort of Federation Force sequel. Not not the original one, because like it was a cool idea, but it needed a lot of work. Like. Some sort of sequel, especially now that we know that Metroid Prime 4 is coming. We got a great 2D yes. Metroid. You know, the remaster of 1 is supposedly on the way. I think Federation Force would, a Federation Force style game would thrive on Switch right now. It, it, would, it would get, what happens with that is that the interests would be there. Be like, what the world? This mm-hmm. is coming? I'm going to buy it because I want to see how this comes out. Because people expect it to fail and laugh at it, mm-hmm. but Nintendo's laughing at the bank. If they could get you to get enough interest where people are going to say, I'm going to buy it, and they show that they're going to buy, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if the quality is good or bad. They did enough to get you to buy mm-hmm. their game. The pro- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say the problem is, is like I'm so into Destiny that like I would want this game to be more on the level of a Destiny with like raids and strikes and, a, and a, an economy that you can kind of mm-hmm. grind for and stuff. And I know Nintendo would never put that much effort into one. one video well, 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 true. But I think if they, if they um, were able to hire a developer who is not to do something like that and can make it really mm-hmm. like a Metroid game and like feel it and everything. Cause I think they'll go back and play for the Rachel Force and be like, okay, you guys have some good ideas, but at the time 
you guys didn't you the gays as a service thing wasn't your ordeal mm-hmm. and we know it so let's work as a team to get this done you know and they put it up oh go ahead oh i was gonna say you know who i thought of would actually be great at a not only this but a kid icarus game as well who ubisoft i mean you look at you look at an immortals phoenix rising that's essentially mm-hmm. like what i would want out of a kid icarus experience right this open world yes. kind of fantastical greek uh experience and it's basically like assassin's creed but in this fantastical world right uh and if you're going to make a metroid prime federation force massive is making the division they're making that avatar open world multiplayer game and they're making that star wars open world game yes I think that that team would be great at making some sort of bounty hunting game in the Metroid universe set up like that. It's my opinion. They do, they do have the experience. I, I'm not. I plus they've done a lot of great work with Nintendo specifically, right? I mean, you look I, at I, yeah. I mean, you look at Mario Rabbids. You look at I mean, Immortals. Not the best version on Switch, but they made it work. Uh, yeah. You look at. Starlink with the Star Fox stuff. I, you know, I wouldn't be mad at Massive taking a taking. Massive probably will seem as the best because of their history. They know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and I think working with Nintendo, I think they would be they'll be able to bounce ideas off because I'm like, you got this West. Well, I don't know where Massive is if that's here or. If it's in I Europe, think, I think it's in Europe. But Europe. I mean, essentially, though, like I know a lot of people like to bag on the division and be like, "Oh, it's just generic military level shooter." But it's like mechanically, it's great. Yeah, I think I think the second one really improved on the loot system. I think the yes. kind of you know taking over points and leveling up uh, really did did. I I think the division and the division two are great games to play. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of, like, a co-op experience, I think they could do a little bit more in terms of, like, what they call raids or incursions, I think is what they're called, Mm -hmm. Uh, and kind of, like, higher-tier mission structure. But overall, I think the base version, like, the base just playing the game with friends is a good time. Yeah, and Nintendo being an Easter company, they don't know first-person shooters. They don't know games as a service and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like all the other companies are doing yeah. um you know bungie is the leading company for games as a service because they have worked with first person shooters with, with halo mm-hmm. but destiny it's destiny took a time to get to where it was at and they had to refine I mean, some stuff destiny is the best it's ever been right now and it took them yeah. it took them six and a half years to make it what it is now right i mean yeah destiny's always been good what mechanically it's always been good but I would say it took them at least five years to get them to a point where Destiny would be considered great. And I would say mm-hmm. it took them even longer to get them to being a top tier. This is the game we look at for a game as a service RPG style game like this. Yeah. You know, so that's. Yeah. And and I think because Nintendo doesn't know all of that, mm-hmm. giving it to Massive. And I agree with you. Ubisoft would be a great. We would mm-hmm. be great at it. 
giving it to Massive, who knows all of this stuff, Nintendo wouldn't have to worry. They could come in and give ideas and play stuff and kind of, of course, correct some things Mm -hmm. and stuff to see how it's still a Metroid game and it's not too far out. And I think... I mean, I think you just market it different. I don't think you... I think you you say this game is set in the Metroid universe. You are a bounty hunter uh, or part of the federation i don't know you could probably probably do that go that way yes. instead and like you can create your own character and kind of go through this with friends and it doesn't have to be as complicated as the division i don't think it needs to be but i think no, i no. think if you can make like a decent third person shooter with a loot mechanic and you can create your own characters and you have something to work towards and you fight you know i think you could have cool you know three player or four player style it- strikes or dungeons where you fight tr- traditional metroid bosses like uh i don't know ridley or you know some right. of these other, some new you know. and i think massive could, could uh could help nintendo create a new universe a new area <laughs> and and to, and to be honest with you uh cory i think this will help massive in the future products that they work with because mm-hmm. you know if you're going to learn from the best why not learn from nintendo why not get some of their ideas and their teachings and, and making look how it happened to platinum platinum yes platinum has always been a good company but look at the work that they have produced at the work with nintendo and i kind of feel like if massive was going to do this work with Nintendo. I my sixty dollars would be day one purchase, pre purchase already if they did a Federation Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, <laughs> back to Kid Icarus, <laughs> I guess. Uh. I mean, I think, like I said, I think Immortals: Phoenix Rising is a is an experience that I would want Kid Icarus to look at and try to mm-hmm. somehow yes. emulate that with Breath of the Wild. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, Ed. The last thing I want to talk about, obviously, are these Zelda ports. Uh, they've been rumored forever. I think they're done and waiting and just looking to slide in a slot to where Nintendo doesn't have something. <sighs> I think that they're going to be sold separately. I don't think they would be sold they together. No. I know people want them to be sold together. I think you're crazy if they're going to sell you a bundle of Zelda games, but uh. Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are the games that we are talking about. I think Wind Waker comes first. Um, and then Twilight Princess will be somewhere down the road, if at all. Uh, but my thing is, is like, I think these games, <clears throat> I mean, Twilight Princess less so because it was on the Wii, I guess. But like, mm-hmm. they're both, both these games are stuck on consoles that nobody bought, you know. And it really hurts that people can't play wind waker or twilight princess on a modern console you know yes <sighs> they're th- i mean that's the whole reason why wii u is still hooked up is because of those two games <laughs> <sighs> okay i feel like this is going to happen i i know we've been discussing when and where i i think i could officially say that if it happens these are two good december games i i just I feel like they're December because they are big enough, kind of mid-sized before Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. But I feel like December, they have more exposure. I know we were talking about, what game we, there was another game that we were talking about that would get more exposure. Because I know that Bayonetta would be moved to January would be better. Yeah. But I think I, I think I said January. I, I, well, we were talking about Advance Wars also. Yes. 
My thing is, is like, my thing is like, I know October is super busy, but if there's a game that can overpower anything that comes out in October, it would be a Zelda game. Yes. And Nintendo has come out and said they want a Zelda product out every single year, right? Whether it's a port, a remake, or remaster, or a new game, right? We've had a Zelda product every year, except for this year since the Switch has come out, right? Yes. 2017 Breath of the Wild, 2018 Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, 2018 was what, Link's Awakening? 2019 was Link's Awakening. Well, it was 2018. What came out in 2018? Hold on. Oh, Hyrule Warriors came out in 2018. 2019 was Link's Awakening. 2020 was Age of Calamity. 2021 was Skyward Sword. 2022 yeah. is what? Well, it's supposed to be Breath of the Wild 2. But right. Because it got delayed. I know. That's what I'm saying. Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed. So what do you put in place of it? One, of these, port- one of these ports would be the easiest thing to do. And we still have, you know, supposedly... I mean, we have six months left in the year, right? It's only in July. Yes. We're, we have to get some sort of major direct sometime in you the think, next month or two. Do you think that both games would be separated per, like, in a different month? Like, uh, when... I don't think both games are coming out this year. I think we're going to get one this year, mm. which I think it's Wind Waker. And my gut is telling me Wind Waker. As much as I want Twilight Princess, because I love Twilight Princess so much. Yeah. I think it's Wind Waker because they've they've released Twilight Princess three times at this point. Uh, and Wind Waker's already been out for twi- two times. Yeah. GameCube and Wii U. And, the, and it's stuck on two consoles that nobody bought. So, like, to me, Wind Waker... Let's see. Uh, Wind Waker is I, the game you, you stick somewhere. I, I have to go... We're just going with Wind Waker. I have to go to December because everything is full. Well, my I mean, my thing is, is like they want to put this game in a position where I would almost argue November, the first week of November. Two Dude, weeks, that's two weeks outside of Pokemon. Yeah, I, I, I would I would say the first week of November. I I don't know how I feel about that. I think I, I, I not saying that it can't happen and I would have want, wanted to happen, but I'm like. What? What does the conversation looks like? Because I'm just like, do Windbreaker HD hit Switch the first week of November? Mm-hmm. Of course, that's big sales. It's going to get posted on social media that people bought it. It's going to if they got collector items or amiibo or a controller or accessories, whatever. That's going to be the focus that everybody's going to go on. And it's just like, do you do that before God of War? Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying. I'm not trying to knock the. I'm not trying to knock it or anything. I, just, I think. Th- I think Nintendo right now is so big, you can yes. put a Wind Waker out against God of War, and it's still going to sell five million units within the first two it, months. It's it'd be more complimentary, definitely. And I I feel like. Or you there... have gamers like me who don't own a PlayStation and don't really care to get one right now, <laughs> and uh, you would buy Wind Waker over God of War anyway. Oh well, yeah, but it's. I I think it's just like man, cause th- that's a good money thing for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But I'm but. Does Nintendo do it? I think that's probably the question. Yeah, do I think do I think it? Nintendo's in a position where they could totally do it. I think the Switch is so popular, mm-hmm. people are 
so hungry for these Zelda games, these Zelda ports. They're so hungry for Wind Waker, especially Wind Waker, that I think Nintendo could drop it. They could drop it in the middle of October, arguably their busiest month of the entire year, and be oh, like, oh, yeah. Here you go, Zelda. Buy it. Or don't, but buy it. And everybody will yeah. buy it. People will skip Persona. People will skip Nier. People will skip Mario Rabbids to buy Zelda. I would. I mean, that would I would that would take priority over everything else for oh, me. Oh yeah. I th- I think it's just like the first I think I'm just thinking of the first week of November plus, of would they do it. <laughs> oh, plus Cause, cause, Oh, go okay. ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go, 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 go. Oh no. Cause because trust me, if they do it. I'm already pre-ordered. I'm looking for the amiibos. I'm looking for the accessories. Like I'm trying to get the full package. Like, I, like Nintendo Pop Block is going to just center around that announcement and that game. You think they would have Wind know. Waker Joy Cons? They had Twilight Princess, or they had Skyward Sword Joy Cons. They are gonna have Wind Waker Joy Cons. People like Wind Waker way more Corey. than Skyward Sword. Did you know how much fighting that we're going to be doing? <laughs> I mean, they, I, I bet they would. They would be black with the gold. I bet. I would also. They could just. They control. could have it. I mean, I know they're already putting out a special edition Switch this year, but like, could you imagine mm-hmm. a Wind Waker OLED? OLED? Oh heck yeah! Man, that would be super cool. I would think about trading mine in for one, or just buying one straight up. Well, I'm like, I, I would buy one to be like, well, I, I need a travel version <laughs> of the OLED. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just, I don't know, man. I mean, I first of all, happening. Wind Waker. I can see that. I, I can see that happening. Um, I just, uh, I just uh, want to say, uh, I mean, like, I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to save the big kind of OLED switch for Skyward Sword. I bet they're, or for Breath of the Wild Breath 2. Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, yeah, or whatever that ends up being called. Uh, but like, I think you're gonna get a really cool OLED version, which I will cry to get. <laughs> uh, all my Christmas and birthday money is gonna go towards that. Uh, dude, just think about it. So it's white with all the Zelda thing, you know, Zelda, and it just has that gold triangle in the middle, like, well, or has w- some gold or some red on it or something. I would almost think it would be like uh white with that blue color that they use to promote Breath of the Wild with. Ooh. Like some sort of like cool blue design or whatever. And then, yeah. And then you have like the gold kind of trim or whatever. Uh, but I, I, for Wind Waker, I, I, for Wind Waker, I bet you at least get a set of Joy-Cons. Yeah. Black with some gold trim. Similar enough, similar but different enough from the... the I'm thinking... I'm thinking of the red because of uh oh the boat the ship red yeah. dragon or whatever it's called yes yeah I can see that too but I think they they have enough red right they have the neon red and they have the Mario red ones mm. or or give me that red in the pro, in a pro controller because I would like that color in a pro controller with with some yellow buttons or something like that mm-hmm. and then you could keep the blue and stuff for the switch stuff mm-hmm. dude the first week of November are they doing that man that's to see the reactions on Friday mm-hmm. of people buying that, just, even if they're not interested in the OLED, just getting the amiibos and accessories in that game. Like, Nintendo would clown in black in the money. Coins yeah. <laughs> do. 
<laughs> I think pe- I think more. people want black Joy Cons, and I'm shocked that they haven't given them to us yet. That is true. And, but they kind of. St- I mean, it's shocked. It's it shocked me that we don't have more pro controllers, like different pro controllers. You know. Yeah. I really want this. I really want that Splatoon one. <laughs> I know we talked about so it already, then, but so then if we do Wind Waker in November first week, okay, down for it because we just had a conversation and my mind is just going everywhere. Uh-huh. Where do we go with Twilight Princess? I mean, do you we... would skip to twenty twenty four? I don't think Twilight Princess and Wind Waker come out at the same time. I think you hold Twilight Princess because twenty twenty four. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I just don't see it coming out in the same... It wouldn't come out around the same time as Wind Waker, and it wouldn't come out at the same time, the same year as Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. 2, unless you push Breath of the Wild 2 to holiday and you put Twilight Princess out in March or April or May, but then do you want three Zelda games coming out within a year of each other? I don't think Nintendo wants that either. True. That's very true. I mean, Man. Wind Waker is awfully short, though. I mean... To 100%, it's like roughly 25 hours, maybe. Yeah, but some some of the stuff is pretty challenging in that game. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, it's it's still a relatively short game is, is my yeah. point. Twilight Princess it, is a little bit longer, right? I mean, I think it's like mm. about 35 or 40 hours, but maybe you do package them together if you want to avoid that. I don't know. I, I don't know. Did you? Because then it becomes the Pokemon discussion that... Do you spend 119 uh no do you spend close to $250 on four games in November for Nintendo and I think people would I mean yeah I think people would but, too But having that OLED Windbreaker switch <laughs> and on top of having a OLED version of Breath of the Wild if it gets pushed back if of OLED Breath of the Wild 2 was coming in the summer now, do now with it, OLED Breath of the Wild two hits June. Fine with that. Fire Emblem next game hits July. Whatever comes out in August, let's say Metro Prime four hits August. That what I just talked about earlier, saying how uh Fire Emblem was from two thousand nineteen. If they if they could recuperate that, that would be the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I because you can hope because you literally can hold people over. Hit hit us with hit us with Wind in uh November. You could literally do Twilight Princess in March. Because guess what? If we're still talking about Bayonetta 3 getting pushed to January, fine. If Events Wars get pushed to February, fine. Twilight Princess in March, dude. That's a strong spring lineup, winter slash spring lineup. And then all we got to figure out is what's dropping in April, what's dropping in May. Yeah. And if, they, if, if, if we believe that Metroid Prime remake is happening or remaster is happening and it drops in April, dude, that would literally be a most bunkers yet straight up good lineup if that happens. You end you end twenty twenty two with a with one of the hottest and strongest lineups, and then you start twenty twenty three with another banger of lineup. Dude, that's crazy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's a that's a lot of money and profit Nintendo is going to get. And if you don't think that's going to happen, you need to rethink again. You need to go ahead and look at the NPD sales of Nintendo and those games and just see that nonsense happening for the rest of the year, for the mm. next nine months. That's crazy if that happens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I, I don't know. I think we're getting into the point where it's going to be just too crowded. Um, mm-hmm. But I I still think I still think some sort of Zelda game is going to make it out this year. I'm the more we're talking about it, the more I'm convinced something Zelda is going to come out this year. I don't know what and I don't know when. I could see at the end of September. I could see the first mm-hmm. week of November. I don't think August. I think August is too soon now. Yeah, um, it's too, it's too late. Especially with no direct recent, you know, real direct recently. But mm. I mean, if they if they end up showing something in at the end of July or mid July or whatever, which is a new rumor that's been floating around now, I could see them if if there's a if there's a direct in July, I say something Zelda related at the end of November or at the end of September. If we don't get a direct until September, I would say the first week of November. Yeah. Just man, to really combat man, that's just that's a that would be a huge November. That that that's another discussion for another time. I'm sorry. I, I'm t- I, you just mentioned that, <laughs> and I and I had to think about how does the conversation go because that is, dude. But before, you but you also have to remember like. Man, I don't know. Something there's got to be something else in December too, though. Like, I, I mean, I know that we've kind of circled that for Advance Wars, but like, say this Metroid Prime remake is scheduled for November. Like, they've been like everybody on the internet is swearing, right? Like, so where would you put Zelda then? I'll you can't put it. You can't put I'll, it in I'm November. So, I'm, I- Right now, I'll switch. After after we just had that talk with Wind Waker dropping the first week of November, push Metroid to December. Go ahead I mean, and push. I'm it. I'm still not convinced Metroid Prime is coming out this year at all. But considering, I, if, I mean, if but it, like if everybody has that first week of November circled for Metroid, then where got, would you even put Zelda? Would you risk putting it in October against all no, these third party I, games? I will put Zelda in November and push Metroid to December because you already got the you already got the Callisto Protocol, so you already got a space game. Why not continue that space Odyssey with Metroid Prime for Nintendo? Well, Why, I mean, I'm like, you in, might in, all as well. in, in all fairness, I don't think Nintendo cares about the other games that are coming out around well, the time, which sometimes could be foolish, but sometimes probably works to their advantage, right? But like, what? Well, but yeah, also, but I'm just... this is the company that put Luigi's Mansion out in October against Call of Duty and and Battlefield and all these other games. Yes, and it still sold five million units. So I mean, wh- yeah, whatever. I don't know. And and I think I think I think since December is so with uh, uh, the Callisto Protocol being like the space adventure kind of game, you know, with yeah, the but that's of so space. different from Metroid. It you is. Know? It it is, but I'm just like, why not Nintendo hop onto that kind of business? Why I'm thinking of as business wise of Nintendo, 
if this go- is a big game that I'm seeing people are interested, why not continue that interest in getting people coming to our side by releasing Metro Prime Remake? Because guess you got your you got your survival horror. Good. Try our not so much survival horror, but our adventure game. Why not? Yeah. Why why not be like, hey, you know, we got a complimentary game. Some of you guys have missed it. Some of you guys been wanting it. While that game is out and nothing else is going to be given enjoyment, let's get it out. Also, let's get it out by the time before Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holiday comes out that you celebrate. Bam. Yeah. Because all the big games are going to be done. You already got Pokemon out the way, so the Pokemon company ain't going to be saying nothing. So if it's quiet and it's dead and nothing is coming out after the Callisto uh, Protocol, Nintendo could get the last word of the year. Yeah. Why? Why not? I mean, we're gonna be watching the Game Awards and stuff. I don't know why, but I'm like, for, for a game Zelda release, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, but for like a game release to get the final word, Nintendo might as well always already do it because Microsoft is not saying much. Sony's not saying much after their games come out. Still the dunder. Yeah. Go get them fifty dollars to sixty dollar coins. Nintendo might as well. Yeah. Because I'm already, I'm already you know, trying to be recovering a bunch mm-hmm. of from Wind Waker in November. Right. Well. Thank you, Corey. You put these stuff. I know. <laughs> and I could keep going for another, you know, two hours on this. But I think we should probably stop here because I think we're going to have a pretty deep Zelda conversation coming up on an expansion pass. And I don't want to waste it on this. Yeah. So. Um, and knowing you saying that. Why do I feel like it's gonna come true? I know, Ugh. <laughs> awful. I feel, I feel. Don't feel awful. Feel amazing, as always. Ed, get us out of here before I start just cranking out some more <laughs> Zelda talk. Well, Corey, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast. You can find me on Nintendo Power Block. Obviously, here on Expansion Pass and Standard Definition. And other things on the Boss Rush Network. <laughs> yes, you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro and on Instagram. You can check me out on the Discord and on Nintendo Pop Block on Monday Slide and on Wednesdays in uh, on our YouTube page on BossRush.net and our audio format. Uh, check out our writers at BossRush.net. And yeah, if you're interested in checking out some of my uh, personal work, you can check out Optional Opinion on SoundCloud. With that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. If you're going to get Wind Waker if it comes out for the first of November, please let us know. <laughs> With that, everybody, we'll see you next time on Expression Pass. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.